This is Wednesday, and you know what that means. A-E-W-T-F. What does that mean? And how many people on the roster do the Destroyer? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to put over the PWG library. I just think that people got fooled by the blood and girls bleeding. Oh, man, those guys are awesome. Hello, and welcome to A-E-W-T-F, and you know what that means. Time for this sham of a podcast. Uh, Hooray, be, you did it. I did it. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, September 8th uh, did Dynamite. You mean, did you mean ShamWow? I did. It's a good thing. What? ShamWow? It's a good thing. ShamWow? Okay. You don't know what a ShamWow is? I do, but I don't know what you're talking I don't know the reference. We don't want to be We don't want to be associated with the guy that sold those, though, because... Oh, is he, is he a bad, bad hombre? I think he was canceled years ago. Yeah, he got super canceled. <laughs> he was super, like, Swedish or something. <laughs> that makes sense. He was like... He Podcast. He was kind of looked like the Miz to me. He was reminding me of the Miz. Yeah, I can see that. He's got Miz energy. He's got that big Miz energy. <laughs> <laughs> a BME. <laughs> oh, that's a new thing. <laughs> Hashtag BME. Tag the Miz. <laughs> big Miz. He might use it. Daniels is gonna be so mad. Who is? Christopher Daniels. He stole his BME and made it something oh, worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, best moonsault ever. I yeah. forgot. I thought those initials sounded familiar. <laughs> I, I did too. As I was saying it, I was like, "What was that?" Joey said, uh, "That's the stiffest move he's ever taken." Who's this Joey fella? Chance Prophet. Oh, I just broke <laughs> kayfabe. But he he worked Daniels in a TNA like dark or whatever, and he said it's the stiffest thing he's ever taken in wrestling at the time. I have hit you with that exact same move like ten times, and I don't think it hurt you. So I think Chance is full of shit. You can tell him. Well, I said no, so. I think I think he just thinks that Daniels is was just stiff, just all out, doesn't you know, just crushes you. I think Chance Prophets gave me the stiffest kick ever. Uh, I I have the stiffest frog splash ever. Well. Uh... Yeah, I can't think of anybody worse than yours. Yeah, I mean, because here's what happened. When I first started doing a frog splash, I would bitch out on it and put my toes down, like hit toes, knees, and kind of like a ripple effect, so I overcorrected. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to kill people. <laughs> well, Chance probably picked me in the sign in my or in the spine and my nose bled, so. Yeah, that I was think... crazy. Well, you know, it's all connected. Uh, <laughs> anatomy and whatnot. Don't bird law this. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of bird law, we get Malachi Black and Dustin Rhodes to open the. There's show. not a single bird in this. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure it's a bird skull, a big bird skull he wears. Out I think he's room. got you there. I think. I was under the assumption it was a deer antler skull. He might. He might have you the back. Oh, this is a good volley. Let's keep this up. <laughs> uh, I submit to <laughs> whatever. <laughs> So this was okay. Um, the what really made me mad was the you still got it to the Canadian destroyer because I'm like it's all Malachi Black. I <laughs> I know I'm a guy who rides someone's back on it all the time. Well, also <laughs> Dustin does it every match now. So yeah, they're like you still got it compared to last week. It used to be the uh, code ready did every match. Now it's the destroyer because he realizes it's easier when you don't have to hook the arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here's a thing that I don't know if anybody else noticed or not. But the entrance tunnel, uh, knowing whether somebody's heel or face, that has completely gone away now. No, mm-hmm. it didn't go away. What it is, I was very confused by it, too. They switched it up because the hard cams on the opposite side of the arena, they switched which one's heel and face. They always, oh. they always okay. want the baby faces being the one away from the commentators for some reason. 
Wait, wait, wait. What's baby face mean? Uh, <laughs> it means you have a big, fat, stretchy face like a baby. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, I noticed that everybody was coming out the wrong entrance usually, or like the. I was normal, so, so confused uh, when that when I started paying attention. I had to watch for like six fucking straight segments. I, I out. only noticed that Punk came out of the wrong one, and I thought, oh, he's just fucking with people because where he acted like he was doing good in the other tunnel, so he just went to the other tunnel. But then I didn't look again when anyone was coming out. So, but more importantly, on all this entranceway talk, did anyone notice the uh, sign in the front row that said Nyla farted? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to see good signs coming back to wrestling. They do a whole segment of Botchmania that has all the video game signs from. I saw that. It was very weird. I didn't know. Yeah. That was, I didn't I mean, know that was a thing that was happening. The Botchmania guy always like retweets them on Twitter, so his Twitter feeds just literally signs from AEW shows about video games now. <laughs> Nerds. Uh, one more quick <laughs> thing about the entrances, and then I'll move on. Uh, Malachi Black's entrance music sounded way better this week. Yeah, I thought about that when I heard it. I, I yeah, I actually you. paid attention this time, and I'm like, I don't know if they've changed it, but I don't hear the problem music. Yeah, about. it was actually a lot clearer, a lot more like you could actually understand what was. It wasn't so. It didn't feel like somebody just kept the volume real low. Speaking of keeping the volume real low, uh, Jr. sounded sleepy this whole show. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's just Jr. Now, unless Powerhouse Hobbs is involved, he's he super. Was- motivated on the pay-per-view he had a, a bunch of decent commentary on the pay-per-view but he's, he's still recovering from that i also think that without excalibur there and with taz there he's not as serious taz is not as serious so i think it brings gr down but excalibur's extra serious so I yeah there's a couple there. times throughout the show tonight where they completely just botched the name of moves because excalibur's not there and tony's yeah. just trying to do his best yeah uh, uh everything's a match pele. actually everything's a pele to <laughs> uh, Tony, any kind of kick that you twist, he's like because he called uh, he called Ruby Soho's finish a Pele, and he also yeah. called the uh, uh, on dot or uh, who did the backflip kick, straight backflip. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, was it? It wasn't Dante Back Martin. Spring. Was it? Yes, it was Dante Martin. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And he's like Pele. It's like kinda. I guess I'll let you go with that one, but definitely not Ruby Soho's finish is not a Pele. <laughs> uh, one one of the matches on this episode, they call a uh, oh, it's I forget what matches they call a power uh, a spinebuster a power bomb. Yeah, it's Hobbs. Power Hobbs. Okay, yeah. Tony and Jr. Both say yeah, like, yeah, they're both I mean, like in agreement. I think it was Rampage, but uh, so Pac does his his dive where he does the twist into the moonsault in midair. And Tony called it the Tope Con Hero, which yeah. literally translates to top rope flip. And he didn't flip at all. Like, it's not a front flip. It wasn't the right. Yeah, Tony trying to be Excalibur did not work yeah. out well. He's like, oh, I've heard Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this, I didn't mind this match. I thought his match was all right yeah. up until the boot came out. And everything after the boot got pulled out, I thought it went downhill. I actually, like, It all fell boot. apart. I, I didn't mind that. I thought that was a good idea but i thought the match itself kind of fell apart after that oh okay i didn't mind this match i liked it quite a bit actually but the thing that stuck out most in my notes was when they went and did that rough back suplex table spot i noticed that the bell ringer is a hot gothic chick that uses a turnbuckle pad to sit on as a cushion oh Oh. well yeah so i'll have to i'll have to rewatch the show again (laughs) for the i I just thought funny to make the chair softer why is Draven slamming his face in that turnbuckle pad? I'm <laughs> <laughs> here, boys. Uh, I hate the uh, this. He's been doing it for thirty fucking years, but I want to say that I hate the back bump 
into a punch spot. <laughs> I'm going to go as far away from you as possible and hurt myself in the process and then lightly slap you. Yeah, it's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. Uh, and then he did it again towards the end, but he dropped to his knees. Yeah, and, he's getting older. Can't bump and punch him. And to be a little bit of a, have a little bit of a cornet rant here, uh, he did an amazing job of selling his knee for almost the whole match. And then for whatever reason, out of nowhere, he drops to his knees, punches Malachi Black in the face, and then springs Damn up it. like he's perfectly fine. Thanks for letting me see that now. <laughs> I just completely stopped selling the knee for a little bit. I noticed it. I just chalked it up to adrenaline. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I actually, excuse for everything. I, I tried to chalk it up to like his knee gave out on him. And he dropped down and then out of desperation, he punched him. But then he just kind of jumped back up and kept on going. So yeah, like, well, when he, there when he did that. his whole comeback, most of his whole comeback was stuff where he didn't give a shit about the knee, but he'd pop up and like kick it out for a second. What the fuck happened on the power slam spot? Like, I he whips Malachi Black in. Malachi grabs the ropes and holds on. And then Dustin stands there and looks at him for a few seconds and then does the power slam motion without Malachi. I mean, it, was, it was supposed to be that Malachi hooks the ropes and he, he takes the bump. But, yeah, you're right. The timing was way off. And he clearly saw Malachi hook before he missed the power Plus slam. Plus, that spot doesn't even if you talk that doesn't make sense. Like, if he's taken one step or whatever, okay, but he had to walk half the ring. So, like, you would yeah. see him coming and not power slam. Like, But the way did. Dustin does it with that twisting, quick Orton motion, if he if they just went full speed super fast and did it, it would work, but they were going slow. and Yeah, it, like, he's, he's done it before, and it usually looks good. Like, it usually makes sense. The guy hooks the ropes, Dustin's already kind of going in the motion, and it works. But this time, like... They just sat and looked at each other for a few seconds. Then Dustin was like, and whoop, and Dustin, went and did it for no reason. Maybe Dustin forgot the spot. I don't know. Yeah, I think he thought Malachi Black was going to start taking a few steps. Like, I think it was supposed to look like Malachi tricks him, but the timing was really off or something. So I'm glad that the very second to last bump on this was a he ate the, the exposed buckle with his face because that kick missed by a goddamn mile. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. it did. And I don't think that one was Malachi Black's fault. No. Like Dustin, I don't know. I think Dustin was not interested in leaning into that at all. Malachi also wasn't high enough, even if, you know. Yeah, if if it's his finish and he's throwing it, he's got to make sure he can reach there before he even does it. So it's not Dustin's fault. That's true. But I mean, you know, help a guy out, lean into things. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I'm, I'm, I lean into everything. I probably overcorrect because I'm like, yeah. "Eh, eh." It's why I've had my nose broken a million times and almost knocked out plenty of times. Why does he come running with his face forward? I don't know. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I want to make you look good. <laughs> um, then we get uh, Lucha Bros talking about being tag champs. and um, so I would I, appreciate if somebody would clean the fucking belt because Penta's blood is still on it. Yeah, I noticed that, actually. Um, I never watched Being the Elite, but they had uh, the uh, – where they're doing a seance to bring back Adam yeah, Cole. Yeah, I saw like, this. But the clips from the floor camera for being the elite from uh, Brandon Cutler of oh, the cage match are in slow mo. Yeah, are so good, dude. They're beautiful. Like it's it's when wrestling is actually art. It is spectacular. I didn't see though. I'll have to go back. It's and at watch the very that. end of that video. Yeah. Okay, I just watched the seance part. Mm. Somebody posted just that part of it on Twitter. Oh, okay. So after the seance is the and the, the they're so cool because it's like. It's actually like standing ringside. You know, it's different than the way it looks on TV, but they're all in slow-mo and stuff and like super kicks and stuff. You get to see nailing. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, I'll go back and watch that. 
Um, but then we also get Eddie Kingston, uh, you know, taking exception to Miro cheating. Yeah, kicking him in the dick. Yeah, <laughs> kicking him in the dick. That's what well, they for having a dick in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Shouldn't have had a dick. So uh, Punk uh, does his normal thing, and then for some reason, Taz, they're going to make him work Team Taz, which is the worst idea ever. So I did shout out Hobbs in an online thing a while ago. He's been hyping up Hobbs for a while because he likes MMA. Ugh. Yeah, I think but I don't. Hobbs I don't, I don't mind this. Wait, I don't get that. Hold on. Hobbs has nothing to do with MMA. Uh, it, first of all, Taz has something to do with MMA and it's his kid. Not Hobbs. Like, not real MMA. Like, he doesn't, he just yeah. has, like, I mean, he does, like, so he does martial know. arts. But... He's a black, he's a black belt in judo, isn't he? Taz? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's not, like, a UFC I, related guy. Am I in a room by myself right now? Do you know <laughs> that Hobbs are not the same guy? You're talking, talking about, about... But, I'm talking about Hook. But you've yeah. been saying Hobbs this whole time. Oh, I meant Hook. It's my bad. I can't tell wow. if they look so much alike. I don't know who's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't mind this. I actually, uh, the first time I watched, so I watched Dynamite as it aired, but didn't take notes. I was tired as hell. I just wanted to watch wrestling. Uh, so the first right. time I watched it, when Taz like stands up and interrupts him, I was like, what random shit is it? I was, I was like, did Punk forget to say one of their names? But then when I went back and watched it a second time, like it's set up pretty well because during Punk's entrance, Taz is like, ah, so we're going to keep going doing this love fest. Like he's kind of putting over the story as it's happening. Uh, I I mean, I, I don't mind it. I think it's a good way to get uh, the guys in Team Taz a little bit of like a real, they might get some attention on him now and, Gives them a good chance to get some spotlight on them. My only positive out of this whole thing is uh, there will eventually be a CM Punk Ricky Starks match. Yeah, that's the only good thing. I do find very unsettling. uh, Happy hype man Punk. It's weird. Like he's super happy. He's putting everything over. He's just like it's weird. It is weird. it's good. He's doing a good job at it. It's just so weird because I'm not used to it. It is We're- odd, but you know, I really do like it because it shows that AEW is a connected world. Like instead of WWE, where nobody is supposed to know anything about what other people are doing, like you act like, like you act like you're in your own bubble all the time. Like this is like, hey, everybody knows what's happening on the in the promotion, and everyone's involved. Punk knows so much that he's like shouting out people's ants in the front row. Yeah. Punk used to be Draven, and now he's Old Vance Desmond. He went from <laughs> mean and mean and negative to happy and positive. No, uh, I thought Punk and Taz had a really good chemistry on the mic back and forth. Uh, and then I fucking loved Punk dropping the "Beat me, beat me if you can, survive if I let you" because that was always that was, one of my favorite. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I um, always fucking loved that back in. EC, Taz's ECW days. Back in my day. Back in my day. When wrestling was real. When Taz was a wrestler. <laughs> uh, and Powerhouse Hobbs is clearly the new JR guy. Yeah. Like, well, JR loves him some football players and he's built like a football he, player. Is the JR guy the guy that he refuses to call by their gimmick name because he was calling him Willie Hobbs and yeah. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry? Yeah, JR always gets a little nickname for people and uh, I mean, not nicknames, even he'll use your real name, but he always makes sure he really he, he well, knows all about his guys. He's really come downhill from the Texas rattlesnake and the cerebral assassin. 
<laughs> well, those weren't ever his guys. His guy was Steve Williams, like Dr. S. Steve Williams. And like he's always got his guy. That... Austin's got to be his guy. For the Attitude Era, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Until Steve Williams came in and. Them. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were there were guys that like he's not supposed to be putting over quite as hard as he does, but he's always yeah. he's always done it. Ward though's another dude where he always goes out of his way to put him over. Yeah, I just, they look I just like think WWE he's guys. Big guys. Mm-hmm. He's not into big guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of big guys, we get uh, oh, damn, uh, that doesn't work as well because it's Santana Ortiz. I was trying to skip to Ruby Soho. Like speaking of big guys, Ruby Soho. <laughs> Um, but Satana Ortiz are coming for the top spot. And then, then we get Ruby Soho, which I thought her promo was pretty good. Her and Britt had good chemistry, I thought. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, I like, I like this. The uh, catering line was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ruby telling Tony that she knows uh, Britt's his girl, but she's going to beat beat her ass. Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Then we get uh, Hook versus Dante Martin or Powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. Well, did you guys see – I'm sure you did, but did you guys recognize how bad Hobbs got a concussion didn't know what the fuck was going on? I didn't even know. I, I didn't realize it was – I didn't really put it together, but I did notice he seemed pretty off. So I, I actually rewound it because I'm like, this was fucking weird. What happened? I had to rewind it to see. But uh, So Dante Martin does a flip dive, and it casually hits him in the head. No big deal as he's catching him. But then when he takes the back bump, it's the full on his head bounces off the fucking ground. Uh, is it there, is it the one he where he jumps over hook? Yes. Okay. I and then from one. there, Dante has to like be the the big body guy and roll Hobbs in because he's so wobbly, and then he's yeah. out of place on every single fucking thing they do. Yeah. And then the he kicks. hits the spine I know, buster. I know the kicks were out of place. He hits the spine buster and he's so fucked up he doesn't even know to cover him. And the refs like cover him, cover him. This is it. Ah. Yeah. And then once thought, he wins, he just lays on his back, knocked the fuck out. I thought right. they were just doing a really good job of selling whenever Dante had to put him, like, get him back into the ring. But now no, it makes more sense that he up, was. Man. Yeah, okay. That makes if more you still have the ability to go back and watch it, go back and watch it now looking for the concussion and you'll okay. be able to miss it. I, uh, I don't think I got concussion from this, but I took that dive from Facade Remix and I bounced my head off the gym floor. And there's a little, like, 60 second music video on YouTube, but I, it's in the clip. I hit my head so hard on the floor, it made such a loud noise. Uh, my family was sitting in the top of the bleachers and they heard it. My head cracked the floor. Jeez. Yeah, it looks bad on video. You're like, he's dead. But I wasn't that bad. I was all right. Yeah, once, you have, once you have so many concussions, they stop kind of. I had a torn hamstring during that. So I was more focused on that. You also didn't have a bald spot. So you had more of a cushion. Oh, true. <laughs> now it's way more dangerous. As far as positives for this match, I thought the dive spot where he caught him and threw him into the post was fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. I thought this match was decent. Uh, it showed off okay. both guys' uh, strengths and abilities. Uh, Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix, whenever that happens, is going to fucking rule. Yeah. Uh, I think they might as well just have it in space because they're not going to be able to. <laughs> it's because you just watched New Fast and Furious. You're like, everything, <laughs> everything should be in space. Yes. Spoiler. The uh, They get the science right because the car is really, really frozen that's in space. So oh, well, at least they did that. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's, it would have burned up, but that's fine. It's I'm fine. I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to be a dickhead on Twitter about it. <laughs> well, actually, man, that is not how it would work. Well, I mean, they were the car gets a rocket boosted, rocket booster attached to it, and then they put it on a plane, and then they drive off the plane and shoot off the rocket. So, yeah, totally good science there. That sounds like science to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> covered I'm, all their bases, I think. 
I'm no rocket surgeon, but <laughs> what about a brain scientist? Not anymore. <laughs> not after not after the lawsuit. <laughs> no. You can't just do that. That's how I usually do everything. I'm just like, I'm just gonna do this. Look, yeah, I'm a doer, okay. <laughs> it's like when I opened my business, the fire marshal showed up and he's like, Well, usually he said you're pretty good, even though uh, you know, people who dodge dodge getting an inspection usually don't do this good. I said, I wasn't dodging anything. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, it's definitely a thing. I was like, Oh, all right, well. If you say so. Yeah, inspector way. Fire, no fire inspector, like that's a real job or something. Yeah. First of all, I put out the fire long before you got here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we use barrels to keep warm in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Saves on gas costs or heating I, costs. I should have. I paid $1,400 electric bills there. But anyway. Oh, yeah. We could have definitely lit some barrels on fire. Holy shit. Yeah. $1,400 electric bill. Uh, like three months in a row, but it was summer, not uh, winter. Winter wasn't that bad, but. Yeah. So anyway, uh, speaking of money, Matt Hardy uh, wants nope. to cut. Oh, Skip yeah. One. Dan Lambert first. I forgot about him. Skip my least favorite segment of all time. Always. <laughs> that, that was for you. Uh, I do. So the only thing that came out of this promo for me is a little bit of fantasy booking. Uh, <laughs> You're stepping on his fucking. Yeah. Uh... Uh, somebody has to fill the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. So since uh, I'm predicting that FTR are going to be the ones to kind of step up and just like basically just job out men of the year to begin their face turn that results in them and the Bucks feud. Mm, I'm listening. I don't think you could be more wrong. I, pr- I probably am, but that is how I, <laughs> First because of all, get, Dan get Lambert me. even says something about, uh, something about top guys. Which is to the get, main reason I started thinking that. To get into Jason's role, we got to pay the toll troll. So, <laughs> his, the role or his whole? Either. <laughs> that boy's soul. <laughs> so, my takeaway from this promo is we've been saying that Dan Lambert's a really good promo, and now I'm doing a 180 on that, and I think he's awful in that it is too wordy, and it's all one rambling, rambling scripted fucking thing. Because when the crowd started chanting stuff, he didn't let them fucking do it and like go with it. He just started talking over them and going with the promo because that's what he had scripted in his fucking head or whatever. Yeah, I also think it's uh, it's one of those things where we don't need to see the same promo every week. So, like, AEW insists on that. Like, that's always a thing we talk about where they're like, nope, we're doing the same. The same people are talking every single week. And since we really don't have time to book everyone, it's going to be a lot of treading water and repeating yourselves for a while. Yeah, I, I don't. Think, not, I don't think that helps it either. I would not do well in AEW then because I don't know how to swim. And that's pretty much <laughs> me. Me either. It's, I think it's because we're black. I, that's... Uh, I was gonna go with body guy, but uh, if you want to be a racist, go ahead, dude. <laughs> uh, I got that from uh, someone who's black. He's like, black people can't swim. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we can't. I was like, can you not swim? He's like, nope. It's <laughs> like, oh well. <laughs> but speaking I don't, of, I don't know if that like is like a. Uh, first of all, fact. first of all, he told me. So, so, so then we get no, yeah. Let's move. Then we on. get anything else. Yeah, we get, uh, so my it's my turn to be Jim Cornette. Oh, Speaking okay. of racist jokes, Jim Cornette time. But Matt, right, Matt Hardy wants to cut Orange Cassidy's hair, right? So it's like, oh no! But then Orange Cassidy just says whatever about his hair. So the guy who might lose his hair doesn't care about it. So why do we care? <laughs> The, the, uh, the whole thing is he doesn't care about anything. Why would he care about his hair? Right. But because then why do we I care? The purpose of this is to get rid of Matt Hardy's shitty hair. 
Yeah, but why would he? If the face doesn't care to lose his hair, then why is no? The face just doesn't care about anything. Right, which is why I'm talking about his gimmick is flawed. (laughs) What I just I like, yeah, I don't really. So I don't care about this feud at all. Uh, Well, yeah, nobody does, but. Uh, but I also like don't understand. Orange Cassie isn't known for his hair, like right. He's barely got a hair, so hair. it's just kind of a dumb gimmick all around. I get what you're it's saying. It's like me versus the Mega, and a hair versus the hair. People are like, yeah, <laughs> this is not dramatic. <laughs> like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but like Draven said, it is his entire gimmick. So it would be weird if all of a sudden he was freaking out about something. Yeah, but. The fact that he doesn't care about titles or hair, or I'm just like, yeah. Then why are you doing this? I don't money, care. bro. He needs money. <laughs> he doesn't you know, care about money. Those sweet jean anything. jackets don't buy themselves, dude. Well, that and he's in a group called the Best Friends, so he just wants to be with his friends, man. We're the three best friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman coming out to. Uh, I think this- you mean Maxwell Jerka Friedman. Ugh. Wow, who came up with that one? And uh, Jericho and so, Hillman Jr. So, Metheny is that's oh the, man, that, that was that's, we all thought that, but he said it <laughs> right. Uh, and this also made Brian Pillman's uh promo abilities very uh apparently apparent. apparent that they're not existent, yeah. Uh, yeah, so MJF was amazing here. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's how you do cheap heat, um the right way and it was really good that he even took some time to like give wardlow shit yeah uh, I like that. but like why do they not just have pillman jr run straight down and try to fight him like he's talking about your i mean it was good because it even allowed his, it, it allowed mjf to do i mean mjf got to say like some killer lines like uh, you know the stuff he said was good but like he was already threatening pillman jr's sister and Pillman just kind of walks out laughing and yeah. Cause he has no fire like in a promo in the match. None. It all seems fake. It's like, he's playing wrestler. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, he's playing, he's playing as dad. Yeah. It's like a character and he definitely doesn't believe anything he does. Yeah. I do think that he has the ability in there to be good, but he's got to stop acting like his dad and just same here. Yep. I agree. 100% agree. Yep. Cause his in ring as we'll get to on rampage is fine. Like there's nothing. He's not too green to be on TV or anything like that. Right. This does remind me of like a good old, like I always compare this to, to uh, I can only compare this WCW. I don't really mean to, but, <laughs> and I, and it's in a good way because I love old WCW. But this really reminds me of like a classic WCW mid card feud, like uh, Johnny B. Bad versus, like, I mean, Johnny B. Bad versus Pillman, Johnny B. Bad versus whoever. Like there was always a DDP. They always are had really calling, a lot of be bad. Are you calling Fry, Flying Brian Jr. Uh, very similar to the Booty Man right now? <laughs> uh, well, the Booty Man was Brutus Beefcake, and I would never insult anyone and compare them to the boot to the Beefcake. To the Beefcake, <laughs> <laughs> because he's the most he's the most useless worker of all time. True story. He's a piece of shit in real life too. Shocking, yes, right? yes. Also, a piece I was on of a shit. show where him and Greg Valentine worked as a team, and they just oh my god. And ripped one dude's gear and like they're just fucking pieces of shit. You couldn't name two worse workers. <laughs> uh Clank the Clown, DJ Skittles. Uh nope, still better. <laughs> wow. 
so I mean, apparently, Clank and DJ Skittles, if they would have formed a team, they pretty much would have been Valentine and Beefcake, right? They, <laughs> yeah. I think they were a team. I had to work. Yeah, them they were. We had to, me and Cash had to wrestle them. Yeah. Nobody was a team in Tri-State. Rich just threw two guys together. It's you true. have a point there. That's true, team big time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I don't watch uh, foosball, but apparently uh, that's a jungle there and. Mox yeah. says you're yeah, going to well, die because well, welcome to the jungle. jungle is a song, not a football reference. Not, not heard of it. Well, no, but it's also that's what they the Bengals call their fan, like their their stadium is the right. Jungle. And they play the welcome to the jungle before all the games and shit. Well, I yeah, didn't that switch yeah. to the your song by Katy Perry. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of Katy Perry, we get uh, Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho. That would have worked uh, out pretty well. Yeah, I guess. Um, but uh, this was a little sloppy that Jamie Hayter's a little green. Uh, uh, so the first note I have has nothing to do with wrestling. It's the fact that Jamie Hayter is using uh, cheating methods to make her butt look bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the, the leg bands. Ultimate, yep, the ultimate warrior with the armbands. <laughs> wait, wait till you wrestle me. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> Uh, with, you, with your butt, yeah, I I, I appreciate her cheating. It it works. Uh, agreed. Uh, <laughs> so I like about the first couple, the first few minutes of this match. I'm watching and I'm enjoying it. I even made a note that said Jamie Hader and Ruby Soho are great, like two people that are great to start up like a actual good women's division in AEW and get things rolling. And then about the time I finished typing that. My next note is, and now it's box, it's botch city. Yep, and it's gone. <laughs> uh, which then made me think of, uh, I wrote, ah, jinxed it, and then I just got off on a random thought where wasn't there a localish worker named Jinx, and then whatever happened to that person, and did that person ever actually exist? Are you talking about the female worker who switched her name to Ziggy Ham and is in yes. AIW that's, now? There we go. Okay, so I'm not crazy. No, no, you're crazy, but that's true. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy, but she she's a real person. Okay. I say I remember them like I remember Jinx, I remember them being pretty good, and then I just didn't know what happened to them. There may have also been a male worker named Jinx that wore a mask that I want to say was like yeah. around with the Willow and the Wisp Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy shit, maybe. Oh, okay. Long story history of Jinxes in wrestling. All right. Uh and then we get a post match attack. Mm-hmm. So the only good note I have about that match before we get to the post matches, uh, they did do the sweet fucking. She was going for I think a monkey flip and bounced off the top rope and uh, switched in into a tornado DDT. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely some decent stuff in this match. It just there was a lot of botchiness. It's weird because the same thing happened with the Hater versus Red Velvet match, and I chalked all of it up to Red Velvet being green. But I just think there's something about Hater style where. Because she's British or racist? Could be. Could, could be. No. Could be. It, it's just like she works at a, I don't want to say a pace, but maybe like a style where she's leaning in too much on shit and makes it like start to go awry. She seems over, like overzealous. Yes, that's a perfect word for it. Well, I don't know what they were going for on that, uh, uh, what's the, like electric chair. And then, oh yeah, the first. I don't know if Ruby was supposed to like go like lean back all the way and then like 
uh, I think Jamie, it was going to be the McIntyre spot that he stole yes. from Wicked, where it's like you go for the reverse Rana, but she powers him and stops it, and then like whips him face first yeah. in the buckle from there. That's what I thought was maybe supposed to be happening, and it did not. It went bad. Or even do that, and then just Ruby sits up and she switches her over into the DVD grip and does the neck breaker thing that she went to next. Yeah. Well, and then Tony Schiavone's like, well, "Can we call that a flatliner?" Cass <laughs> is like. Uh, I mean, I guess. Like, <laughs> I mean, of all the tricks, caliber not to be there to cover for something. I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then the post match, be down, set up a trios match. Oh, yeah. Rampage. Uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks aren't done. They never will be. Did uh, you see that uh, Cage's wife is starting to rant on her Instagram yeah. about how they're misusing him and treating him worse than he should, and he should be a top guy. Yep. I mean, that looks well. like a top guy. That's all I can say. Yeah. Counterpoint. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> he's at the spot he should be. He's not like a jobber by any means, but he's right kind of at the spot that I think he should be at. I mean, CM Punk's about to step into his spot. So, Ooh. yeah. Wait, so I... CM Punk's going to join Team Taz and end up being the FTW champion? <laughs> I mean, feuding with Team Taz. Yeah. Cause that's what. Well, yeah, that's maybe what... they're getting ready to team those two up and give Brian Cage a boost until his wife ranted. And now he's not gonna get that. Yeah, that'll show. That's why I say never get married. <laughs> that's a, mil- a million other reasons. Speaking of someone I want to marry, FTR <laughs> and Sean Spears with Holly uh, versus the Dark Order, and this was surprisingly short. That's what she said. Yeah, because uh, when Dra- like Draven sent us the in the group chat, he sent us the uh, match image. Yeah, and said you know, and I was like, oh fuck, that is gonna be good. And then I didn't, I forgot they were doing the whole story, the Dark Order splitting up. So unfortunately, this match was just to get that story over. Because yep. uh, it would have been if we would have got this match like a month ago, it would have been awesome. It would have been so sweet. There was an old man Jrism in this one. He's ranting about when he used to be a ref when he broke in and yeah. he wouldn't be able to get away with this and that. And they're talking about, uh, what was it? Uh, was JR's it? like, oh, yeah, you're my grandma's favorite ref or something like that. Yeah, Stu Grayson tags himself in. And then as soon as he does, John Silver tags himself back in. And JR's like, back in my day when I was a ref, you had to make contact before you could tag back out. And that's, yeah, Tony Schiavone said that. And then JR, or Taz is like, did you guys wear uh, shirts back then or did you ref bear? Uh, Topless. Uh, in OVW, we had a tag hand. You couldn't tag. Blind tags were not allowed. Only hand-to-hand tags. It was awful. Only hand stuff. Only hand stuff. <laughs> I tried to do butt stuff. They're like, nope, got tagged. <laughs> no, no, no. No butt stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was just the storyline. That's it. Yeah. Which is disappointing. But then the post-match is also just a storyline because we get Anna Jay and Ty Conti being like, stop it. Stop it. I tried to... Don't understand what this was leading to, but I saw somebody theorize what they think it is. And if it would be that, I guess it would make sense. Cold so fired. Well, that would make sense for a lot of reasons, but no. <laughs> uh, so they're doing the civil war because they're aimless without a leader and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, Brody's hometown is Rochester, New York, and that's actually coming up on the schedule. And I saw somebody say that they thought they saw somewhere that Bray Wyatt turned down as no compete so he can debut in Brody's hometown and be the leader of the dark order to give him direction. Who knows if that's true, but that's about the only thing that would say what they did here. 
Yeah, I kind of once I started doing this, I kind of thought Bray would end up being the leader. Like that's only him and Adam Page makes sense. But that would be I mean, that's a that'd be a big fucking pop. Well, they could go back to being their evil ways and Adam Page comes back. It's like, what the fuck, guys? This is not what we this yeah. is not our thing anymore. They could even like split off uh Silver and Reynolds that could just be like hangman's backup and not even be dark order guys anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um yeah. I think uh what's his name? Uh Johnny Hungy. I think he's gets lost in the shuffle. He could actually be you know, do stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Then we get Tully being interviewed by uh, Shivani, and he's talking about flashbacks and Sting riding coattails, which is very hilarious for Polly Lander. <laughs> this uh, was so weird and random. It was. It was very weird. There are a lot of stories in AEW that just start with like some weird old man calling people out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like it'll probably end up being good and productive because most things AEW start like that's, you know, usually ends up being good. So we'll see. But, they tell us it's going to be Pillman Jr. and MJF at Arthur Ashe. They're treating that show like a pay-per-view. Yeah. So. What is the highest draw they've ever had for any show ever, all time? Wow. Well, they, open up more seats. they open up more seats today. They've already sold 18,000. They've just opened it up to where 19,000 can fit. I thought now. United Center did 30. United Center did uh, 16 or 14 or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, plus, originally, everybody thought that was when Danielson was coming in. So everybody yeah. hurried up and got the tickets. Um, then we get uh, the elite. Tony, Tony's in the ring. Doesn't matter. He's not there long. Oh, it does matter. Things. It does matter. Well, yeah, we skipped some shit. Didn't we? Uh, Sammy, picture, picture, a varsity blondes backstage thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I didn't get the Sammy. I mean, I I don't know what they're it's trying to do. We always talk about he's. He's done that before. They're just trying to get his face on TV because he hasn't been on in like two months. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not interested in Pillman Jr. and Max Caster at all. And unfortunately, yeah. that's going to happen, though. Yeah. On to the Elite promo. And you say Tony's not here long, but he's there long enough for Adam Cole to get right in his face. <laughs> yeah, and call him a nerd. That was awesome. Fucking with his girl. The, it was pretty funny. Yeah, you nerd. That was a great line. <laughs> yeah, Tony is the definition of like old nerd. Yeah. Yeah, that comes from a nerd. So, but uh, uh, I really love that Gallows and Anderson are held in the same regard as Cutler and Nakazawa, basically. At this point, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did not put them over at all. <laughs> no, as far as Adam Cole's concerned, they're not even there. I bet he never once references them ever. Well, even uh, that the be a uh, thing, like an outside joke, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we're here too." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> forgetting. Well, even when like later on the show, they showed a match graphic of the Elite. It doesn't have anybody other than Kenny, the Bucks, and Adam Cole. Like they just cut out everyone else. Yeah. Um, so are we getting Danielson's going to be his first match going to be for the belt? I don't know if it'll be a title match, but I do think they are going to wrestle at Arthur Ashe. Yeah, it seems like that's definitely going to be his first match. That's if crazy. not, then it's going to be a Survivor Series match where they're the two captains. So I mm. did say, okay, I have more fantasy booking. Uh, so I think I think this could lead to a pretty badass uh, I had war games like their blood and guts thing but you the Survivor Series thing is probably more likely Um, but yeah they can't fit two rings and they've already sold all the tickets yeah Uh, but it would be I think pretty awesome to have so during the build have uh, the elite injure Kazarian 
and leave it up to where like the other teams needs a replacement and have it be Adam Page and be how that how that's how he comes back. I love it. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, we can injure Kazarian even if Page <laughs> doesn't take his place. Just yeah, let's just let's just do that anyways. Um. So yeah, this was good. I mean, did what I was supposed to do. We got to see the new guys. Um, then we get the uh, short main event, um, and I, I I got some some info from the Wrestling Observer Uncle Dave for this one. But uh, <laughs> Suzuki and uh, Moxley, what we got was good, but it wasn't very long. That's what she said. <laughs> I wouldn't even know if I would go as high as good. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, this unfortunately did not live up to what I thought it was going to be. So here's why it was so short. They don't. So whenever you're in WWE, they give you segment time from the time your segment starts to the time it's over. In AEW, they give you entrance time, match time, and post match time. So they were told that they needed to hurry up, and Mox, I need to hurry up the entire thing. He didn't know that his celebration time was going to be that. He thought he was cutting his celebration time, and he cut the other time. Yeah, because that was, like, way too long, just fucking walking around, hanging out with dudes in the crowd. Yeah, he so he thought, the when they, I guess the ref told him that they needed to, you know, go home. He thought he needed to just do time for both. And they were just saying, it's the end of the, getting near the end of the match time. Ah. So, there we go. So, he went home super quick like three minutes with the celebration and the end of the match. He had three minutes for the rest of the match or whatever it was. So Plus the three that they had scheduled yes. for the celebration or whatever. Well, I feel like they mismanaged the time anyways because they cut Suzuki's music off. That's yeah, what there's like a That's big why. sing-along thing at the beginning and they cut it off right before that part starts. Yeah, they, yeah, I, they, they knew they were short on time going in. Yeah, so something like it got mismanaged throughout the show. Like I don't know if it was the MJF segment because it seemed like it went on. It was good, but it went on for a long time. When it gets to that, like that point when you're doing timing for the live show, why wouldn't they just cut some of the pre tapes that they had? Like, right. Well, we were already out of pre tapes by that. If it's probably this. Oh, event. maybe the, yeah, the elite promo might have. The elite up. promo. Oh, might that might have been it. Yeah, because we were out of pre tapes, and so they went right to the main after. They might have even cut pre tapes. Who knows if that went that long? So. But uh, uh, Jason's not here to deliver this news, so I will. So don't be too disappointed that we missed out on this because at the Arthur Ashe show, they've announced it's now going to be Mox and Kingston versus Suzuki and Archer. Hmm. Well, that should be really – that should be pretty And if Jason good. were here, he would tell you how they've been in a stable together, Suzuki and Archer and a bunch of New Japan shit. Well, uh, I think Taz told us that. Yeah, he did. Or JR. Oh, Taz some... and Jason, I get those guys confused a lot. For <laughs> I understand. Same thing with Hobbs and Hook. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. <laughs> this match seemed like there was nothing but forearms and uh, Mox's DDT. I don't remember anything else. The, uh, you got it. The what was up with the worst paradigm shift ever? Yeah, that was a butterfly suplex. It wasn't a yeah. Somebody didn't translate. Yeah, uh, the it was a t- and I know I say this all the time and I I know why they do it. Draven always tells me, <laughs> but it was a and I know they don't have any control. But what an awful fucking time for a commercial break. Like, oh, yeah. The match is just getting going. They're forming the shit of each other. They're going to the outside, and we're going to picture in picture. And it like, felt like more of the match happened during the break than we actually got to see for this one, too. I, yeah, I think with the timing issues, definitely the majority of the match, I think, happened during the break. 
So I, I mean, I guess you know, like I know they don't have control, but goddamn, like it sucks when the main events get so interrupted. On the positive of this whole segment, I do again like that AEW had the hometown guy that's super over in his fucking hometown, looked like a megastar, and him celebrating. Although it went on too long, it was kind of pointless. At least it was kind of original and not something you see all the time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I mean, like Punk's super over in Chicago, Brit's super over in Pittsburgh, Mox is super over in Cincinnati. That's how I've always thought that wrestling should be booked. Yeah, I I like that, it. That way, when you're touring around the country, almost everybody's got a town that, or almost every town you go to has a guy that's like a major deal, and everybody's pumped to see him. I thought, though, Mox so far for, like, the Punk, Brit, and Mox, so far Mox seemed the least – like, he's still got a huge pop, but I, to me it sounded like he basically got the same pop he gets all the time. Uh, I don't think he's quite as, like, connected to Cincinnati as, like, Punk is to Chicago and Brit is to Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. I put him between – well, I mean, Punk's first promo back, nothing tops that, so I'm not – Right. Punk, but Punk at All Out. I think actually got less of a reaction. Than it, it did. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think, yeah, I would have to agree with you. And they both pale in comparison to Britain, Pittsburgh. So Omega, Pittsburgh doesn't have a lot to celebrate. All right. This is true, dude. Break it down. 23 segments. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. 18 of them were promos. Wow. And as usual, they either do five or six matches, and the show had five. Wow. Of those five, zero had a pre-match attack, but two of them had a post-match attack. It's not bad. Three of the five had commercials. Um, as far as my score, uh, the matches, none of them really hit that sweet spot, but a lot of the promos I thought were real good, and the crowd just to me came off really Cincinnati-ish. good. Cincinnati-ish? Yeah, very, very <laughs> Cincinnati-ish. Uh, so I went with a 64. Oof. All right. Uh, I'll go. Okay. Uh, I over like I watched the show twice, so uh, definitely paid more attention the second time when I had to take notes. I enjoyed a lot of things about it. Um, uh, I enjoyed the opening match. Like I said, up until kind of kind of fell apart towards the end for me. Um. I enjoyed Hobbs and Martin. I enjoyed the matches. A lot of the promos were decent. I gave it a 60. Wow, okay. Well, I'll break uh, Jason's notes real quick down here. He sent me. Uh, he won Black versus Dustin. He's like, we uh, are going to have to keep a running count of turnbuckle covers being removed from this point on. That is becoming and, a thing they do a lot now. Uh, Dustin is upset. Uh, him taking out Lee Johnson, but didn't, but did nothing after they took out Cody and Brock Anderson. That's true. Dustin's old and sloppy. Good thing he can still hit the destroyer, he said. I disagree. And then Lucha Brothers promos, all it says is Penta says. Jesus. Um, uh, and then the uh, Kingston promo, he's like, I'm going to offer your broken bones to my wife and your soul to my God. And that's all he said. <laughs> uh, punk promo, we got Aunt Linda shout out. Um, uh, uh, he is leaving his next things up and up to the people unless they mean the length of his tights oh yeah because he took down the pole oh um, really i wonder how that went he took it down whenever it was i uh, winning. could see the picture of that before i got taken down after jason messenger did it and i just want to mention that i thought it was clever that it, instead of calling him trunks he called him cm trunks 
pops I like, me. I like that. He said punk versus hook is straight money. Uh, he did say the beat me if you can survive without you. How many people get the Taz reference? Us. Uh, Probably everybody watching, I would assume. He liked yeah. the back and forth between Ruby and DMD. Uh, he said the dive catch thrown to post was great. Pretty good match. Uh, he's still asking while Dan, Dan Lambert's here. Um, uh, MJF shits an Addy, shoots on Skyline Chili. Um, Pillin has the wrong energy for the family getting talked down. We said that yep. too. MJ is gold. And he said Griff ate that clothesline. Um, then the Mox promo, he just said, you in the jungle, baby, and you're going to die. <laughs> Uh, Why is most of his recap just saying what they already said? <laughs> Hater versus Ruby, but sloppy and bad timing. It's supposed to be a verse Rana question mark. Uh, Cajun, he says Cajun starts promo Dark Order. Uh, FTR versus Dark Order or and Spears, I guess. He's he said too much Team Taz talk and not calling the match. Uh, that was true too. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Uh, he said, this does nothing for Pinnacle. It's a big letdown after Santana and Ortiz feud. Uh, that's true. Uh, didn't really further Dark Order either since they fought on Dark this week. And the promo shows they have dissension in the ranks. Yeah, really beating that dead horse. It's Adam Page's horse. Oh. Uh, <laughs> promo. He comes off a grouchy old man, not a promo specialist. We said that too. Uh, Pillman promo. Griff gave a look like I got hit on the head. I can still answer questions. And he said, Max Caster suspension. I don't know what that, but well, he was makes... suspended for one of his raps on dark. Yeah. I remember that. I guess he's, he's, he's back in good graces, but uh, Jason gave it a 50, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So something 50, something. Yeah. So I 60, give it... 65 and whatever. Yeah. He did a 50. Yeah. 50. I give it a 45. Wow. Hmm. Not, was, not not a fan. Care to, care to defend that or just you know well the matches on. were all letdowns and that's what I usually Okay, fair enough. That's that's the big that. portion of my ratings. Promos help, but the matches like when we had the really good matches, I was way higher than everybody else. It's the matches are really the thing for me. Something about this episode felt more important than a normal dynamite does. I don't know if that even sounds right, but like the crowd was super into it. It just felt like it had a momentum. Even well, if I the get, matches weren't clicking. I get that because of the momentum from the pay-per-view. It does make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah. the pro, uh, A few of the promos saved it for me. Like, Adam, I thought Adam Cole was great. Yeah, there was. I thought there was some good stuff all throughout. All right. Um, on Rampage, I'm going to need just a minute to start it out here because this first match is exactly what I want pro wrestling to be. Yeah. And real quick, before we get too into the match or whatever, uh, I got a question for Draven because he'll know this. Was this? I might know. You don't know. You, okay, for both of you then. Uh, was this taped after Dynamite or is this live? Taped. It was. It was taped after Dynamite. It's in the same Cincinnati, but they taped it that night. They're going to okay. do that for most uh, rampages. That that makes a lot of sense then, because I have a lot of notes about how fucking dead this crowd is. Yep. So. Uh, this is tooting me and Draven's own horn a little bit. I'm not saying we're in this level, but Andrade versus Pac is exactly what I think the best possible thing of me versus Draven. All right. If we get a, if we get a Spanish guy and a British guy, we don't do it yeah. at all. <laughs> we don't have to do any of it. But like, 
got guys who look like wrestlers who still do high spots, but they all make sense and they do the selling in between. And I freaking love this match. Uh, I mean, this match was fucking phenomenal. I'm very over on this match, but I do feel like they held back and they have another gear that they didn't hit. I agree. And that's what's fucking I, And I think, I think the lack of a crowd response until toward like they, this match was so fucking good that this crowd could not, uh, they couldn't resist getting into it. Like it I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that right. Yeah. The they would not be denied. Yeah. Uh, I just also want to tell Draven, uh, go ahead and start getting ready to take that Andrade spinning dive. He does off the second over the top because I'm definitely stealing that. Shit, so if you can physically do it, then I am going to catch you and roll through and then put you on my shoulders and hit uh, an F five on the floor. Cool. Okay. Yeah, do that's, that. Yeah. Cause if you, fun. I mean, I can physically do that if you think you can physically do the other things. So. I can, but my momentum on that spin, I'm not going to be, like, light. You know what I mean? Like, when you dive and you're trying to be caught compared to when you're diving, diving. Well, that's so good because I'm going to take the bump and roll through and pick you up. So, we're good. Okay. Well, all right. I need that force, baby. Well, that's my house show dive anyway is just to hold the top rope and do it. So, I don't have to jump as far if I use that second and I'm already holding onto the rope. Yeah, that's sign me up. I just think you're underestimating how much uh, how much momentum and torque you need to get that spin. I, I do that spin normally just jumping over the rope. Are you, sure you, are you sure you're not thinking of JD and not yourself? Uh, Cash, you've taken that spin dive over the top for me. Yeah. You are go. you thinking of JD too? <laughs> uh, no, me and JD only had two matches and they were god awful. We have the worst chemistry of any two people. I vaguely remember that because it doesn't make sense because me and you have good chemistry. Me and JD have good chemistry. It just doesn't work yeah. that way. For some reason, me and JD cannot work together. Me and Trick had that curse. The first two times we worked, it was terrible. And then like the third time, we're like, this is, oh God. We're both like, but then we had a really, really good match. So I was like, I, okay. I, First couple I, times I worked JD too, I had bad chemistry with him, but I ended up getting a couple good ones after the fact. Uh, I'm 99% sure that at, I think it was an RCW show, and it was in a weird building. It wasn't the normal building they ran. That about the end, towards the end of the match, me and JD were having, we both kind of just laughed, and one of us said, "This sucks." Like mm-hmm. we knew it was bad. Like we just both of us were like, "Oh, I, god damn it." I hate when you have matches like that because, like, it totally takes you out of the moment. And it's like, we still got to wrestle to the end of this, even though we know it's dog shit and we don't want to. Can yeah. We yell yeah. And every, every minute feels like five minutes. Yes. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Fates has ever had a bad match, though. He may not know what we're talking about. Right. Who? Huh? Me? I've, I've had plenty of them, but not against, like, I have good chemistry with both of you guys, with JD, Zach. That's probably the people I have the best chemistry with. They're those four. So me, uh, it's probably you, Zach, McChesney, and Bill Collier. Yeah, I have good chemistry with Rocky too, but it's just been a long time. I don't like me and Rocky have okay matches, but it's never been one that we like knocked it out of the park. It was like my first main events were when they let me run with Rocky, and I worked his show in the main and stuff, and so we had good. I was also trying my ass off, like. I took the German off the top and backflipped in every match into my stomach. And then uh, I got a concussion from a punch on the floor. Rocky gave me a punch on the floor and I shotgun backdropped it on the, just the floor Jeez. for some stupid reason. Wow. I, yeah. I don't know why I did it. I was just 
too amped up and uh i know why you did it i know why you did it and it's the first time ever i saw stars and i was like this is what people are talking about when i say <laughs> see stars because you see the little bright twinkles i don't even believe that i've had a match if i don't see stars so <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh i'm just so like, the stars that Meltzer's is gonna give me so <laughs> uh so uh a couple a couple things about this match uh the slingshot DDT to the apron was Ooh. fucking awesome. I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah, I've never seen it done that way. Uh, it was either. very fucking cool. Um, Andrade's so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both. how both fucking crazy is it that AEW's roster is so good that they have these two guys who are two of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world right now, and they're not even in the main event scene? I know. They're you probably not Buddy, even in the top ten. You yeah, get Buddy, you get Buddy Murphy in this match in a triple threat, and oh. I come everywhere. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if anyone noticed it, but Andrade got whipped into the rail in a spot where it wasn't connected, mm-hmm. and it smashed into a little kid, and he like immediately fucking stopped selling and checked on the kid. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool of him. I didn't I didn't notice that, but that is that's cool. Yeah. He was like, oh oh, and turned and like. <laughs> Uh, I have two. Uh, well, before I get to this, uh, t- I just want to say that Tony Schiavone knows all about the butt. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that or not. No. Yeah, uh, very yeah. I don't even remember what they were talking about now, but Tony Schiavone just says, "Oh, I know all about the butt," <laughs> and well, they, right. they moved on. It was in reference about something about I know all about the stuff, and then somebody's like, "Yeah, Tony, you know all about the butt," and Tony repeated, "Yeah, I know all about the butt." <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I have two negatives about this match. Mm. Uh, is it that, no, uh, I will shut this podcast down. Is it that you weren't in the match? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's mine. That's my real problem with this fucking match. <laughs> uh, no, one, uh, and these are both just very minor things, but one is I, I'm i not a fan of Andrade's baseball uniform pants. Yeah, you are. I don't like them. Yeah, you uh, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree I, with you. I don't, I don't like them. No, sir. Don't like them. Uh, <laughs> Second, uh, and this is another little bit of a, I guess it's Cornette rant, but Cornette did it a million times, so he couldn't rant about it. I hated the fucking finish, uh, not the idea of it. I thought it was, but I fucking hate when uh, a manager, whoever comes in and kind of barely hits a guy in the upper back neck area with anything and they're dead. Yeah. Like Pac gets dropped on his head, takes 50 fucking finishes, kicks out of a hundred. Like, but then Chavo kind of hitting him in the upper with the iPad, yeah, yeah, like he's completely fucking dead now. Like I, I always hate that finish. What's worse is at first I didn't realize it was the iPad. I thought it was a bunch of fucking index cards. I'm like, what? Is there like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell at first either. Each card or something there. What is happening? So yeah, those are the two negatives. Those are the only two negatives I had about this. So this is I obviously also like the distraction part where. Oh, this unnamed dude's just gonna hop on the you know apron with a taser stun gun. Yeah, yeah, that was that was also pretty weird. And then uh, why was Andrade pissed about Chavo's interference, but not that guy interfering? He didn't uh, actually make contact. Getting, I think they're just getting to where Flair is gonna be his guy. Yeah, that's, I was about to say that when we got okay. That okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. What we're like, just get there. We just gotta get Ric Flair to replace Chavo. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve of this whole segment is the post-match attack. Uh, when so, Pac puts uh, Chavo in his his submission. That's fine. Babyface getting his revenge. 
with the Lucha Brothers are holding the refs off mm-hmm. like their fucking heels, not letting them get there to break it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just didn't make any fucking sense unless they're all going to wor- merge into one giant faction that's led by Ric Flair or something. I mean, that could be uh, pretty badass. I think they might. Man, um, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be a good faction. Then we get uh, Darby Allen's thing responding to Tully Blanchard, and it was all sneak attack by Sean Spears. Uh, I don't know why, but I have this comment. I just vaguely remember, like, seeing as how everybody in AEW has to say shit. Uh, and I think Darby might have said it. I really want to hear Sting he say did. shit. That's not Christian, brother. <laughs> uh, there is no fucking heat from the crowd during this. And uh, I like the hour-long wrestling show format. But AEW has got to stop trying to squeeze everything possible in that hour. Because it this was like just quick. Nobody gave a fuck. Speaking of squeezing things in, Adam Cole squeezes in how much he loves the Bucks and Kenny Omega, and again does not mention Callis Anderson. <laughs> I'm a big fan of. Yeah, um, I am a fan of uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, very confident, very serious. Knows he's the best wrestler in the world. All that I dig. I dig this Bryan Danielson. It's why I loved him in Ring of Honor in the Indies. It's yeah. so weird to me because Punk came in like the smiling baby face. Oh, I'm just here to help the young kids. And, and uh, Brian Danielson's come in. I just want to fucking kick people in their fucking head because I'm the best, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. His, I don't know uh, if either of you guys really watched a lot of his Ring of Honor run. Oh, yeah. Fuck, man. That was the best. Like him versus Roderick Strong is one of my favorite matches of all time uh, because he kind of just keeps toying with Roderick. And then at one point when Roderick won't give up, it Danielson, like, something switches in his eyes. Like, he does such a good job of selling, like, all right, fuck you. And he just grabs his arm and bends it in a very awkward way until Roderick has to tap. Like, I just love the Danielson that knows he can win anytime he wants. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait till he works. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Rebel versus Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander, and Riho. From the hot tag on, I thought this was pretty solid, but I, up I until agree. that point, it was kind of nothing. Yeah, the hot tag on was pretty good, but before that, no. Yeah, I, uh, Riho, 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 she is just too fucking small. Like, <laughs> she's the Marco stunt of the women's division, I think. Uh, oh. I don't think Fancy. she's very. I don't think she's very good. Oh, yeah. I'm probably completely wrong about that, but I. I she's just, okay. She's just so tiny that like. You're tiny, tiny. I don't. I just don't believe. Like she's in there, like just throwing forearms at four uh, foot nothing. Jamie Hader. Nothing. And Jamie Hader is this bat, like jacked chick that could fucking like snap her in half, and she's having to sell these forearms. Uh. I don't know how to relate the, the, that to this, but I did like when Riho did her top rope cross body that Hater jumped up in the air and took a full on bump with it instead of I like, love just, that bump. When someone jumps up in the air and cross by, I know it doesn't make sense, but I don't care. It, <laughs> but it, to do it on the floor, though, I thought it was fucking crazy. Even with yeah. how tiny it was, that bump was loud and fucking. So this is the same night as Dynamite. So she just had that crappy match. So you ever have a crappy match and the next one you go, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Because <laughs> I have. I mean, I've said I'm going to kill myself after having a crappy match. Is that what you're talking about? Like, same thing? <laughs> kind of, yeah. 
that's most times after matches. <laughs> Uh, but no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like you have a bad match, and the next one you're like, "All right, fuck this. I'm I'm awesome at this. So I'm gonna show you." Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna show me. I'm gonna <laughs> hurt myself. <laughs> I don't pr- prove how good I am to me. <laughs> Speaking of hurting myself after a match, uh, Max Caster and Brian Pillman Jr. This was not a main event anywhere in the country. <laughs> this sucked. Yep. Bad. Uh, rest holds the whole match. Uh, and then I have bad again as a second note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, bad. I'm not a fan of the acclaimed at all. I don't know those guys. <laughs> they are the new age outlaws. I am into them until the bell rings. Like they're opening little shtick. Cool. Yeah. For it, but then I remember they have to wrestle. I'm not um, a fan of any of it. I speak. I'm with Omega on this. I do like their opening thing, but then I'm just like, I'm done. Starsky's uh, I think that one dude, um, I don't, I think he was a revenge guy. Uh, that had like a he was he's a rapper too, Kevin Bennett. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think he's a thousand times better. Man, that Kevin Bennett promo he did yes. Revenge was so good. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, that diss rap on me and Miss Chesney. Yeah, yeah every time god. I see Max Caster, I just think, oh yeah, Kevin Bennett's a million times better <laughs> than you in, in every way. So now he's Kevin great value, Kevin Bennett. AEW a couple times too, so I'm surprised they haven't been like, hey, he fits in with these guys. Let's bring him in. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that would be I mean that would help them. Um I don't so I I it's a good idea I think to, you know, Pillman Jr. It's his hometown. Uh Mox already got the main event on Dynamite, so sure, let Pillman Jr. have the main event on Rampage, but give him a better fucking opponent or charisma. Like, well, that would help too. <laughs> but like, you know, he's he's good at being the fiery babyface. Just have a good heel. Can I can I ask why they had to injure Griff Garrison and make this not a tag match? Why couldn't they do the same fucking thing and just make it a tag match? Yeah, that would have been even better. Like, I would have yeah. preferred that. Uh, so, like, I would have preferred, like, if this could just been, like, just put Joey Janela against. Really? Janela's a better worker than Max Caster. I do yes. think they would mesh ten times better, too. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, like, I made the note of put him in there with a better opponent, like a better heel. So then I decided I'll look at the AEW roster to see who it could be. Uh, and I discovered that AEW does not have heels. I've said this for forever. <laughs> yeah, especially lower card heels. Uh, or mid card heels. Yeah, it's not good. That can't be true. They're very light on heels. Yeah, very, very light. Three members of Billy Gunn's family that are heels. There's three <laughs> members of the factory. There's a... First of all, Billy Gunn just became heel, but... And Still also, does. are you making our argument for us with this? <laughs> I'm just I'm saying talking, still I'm talking credible, good heels that you can rely on for a good match. Yeah. All of Pinnacle. Oh, first of all, one, the one's a tag team. And one also worked Jericho in a singles that was really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hate. I would have been fucking awesome. Dude, Pillman Jr. This- and... The main, hardwood. the main event baby faces and like upper mid card baby faces way outnumber the upper mid card heels and and because especially because you just brought in punk and brian as faces darby's a face adam page is a face like there's so the many oh even the ones that don't count are heels <laughs> but they're low card and kenny doesn't wrestle that much dude that could have been have fucking carl anderson go out and work pillman jr Anderson's a solid worker. Like he had a, you know, 
he's a good heel. I will say though that before Caster got suspended, these two teams had like a three month long feud that was supposed to end in like a blow off that never happened. Yeah, yeah, they did. They had a lot of shit going on in the dark. I think right. Speaking of which, they just did some Universal tapings today where they taped like four weeks of the dark show. Oh, Jesus. I saw uh, that they're basically just booking revenge pro matches now. They had uh, Daniel Garcia versus Lee Moriarty. That was for Elevation before uh, this taping. But yes, that was just straight up two dudes that work for revenge. Well, uh, so I want to do my rating first. Okay. Because do you want to be... hear the uh, breakdown, the numbers? Oh, yeah, break it down. Break it down. <laughs> that and that, that. So that's going to so be a thing now. They're much more balanced on the one-hour shows. They had six segments. Three of them were matches. Three of them were promos. Mm. All right. No pre-match attacks, but two post-match attacks. <laughs> so six, six percent. Or commercials, two out of three. Um, my score isn't very high, though, uh, Andrade Impact was real good, but it was real downhill right after it. So I gave it a 48. So we All got right. it. We'll call it Reverse Omega here. I give this a 60 just because, again, I weigh the wrestling so heavy, and that first match was a banger. I will state, too, that uh, nine times out of ten, if I watch a show live, I end up having a higher score for it. For some reason, though, when I'm able to fast-forward through commercials and it's not like a, a live viewing, I tend to downrate it, and that's I what do the opposite. I watch a tape that gets higher because I can skip the commercials. Uh, yeah. Once I mean, once the opener was over, this fucking sucked. Everything about it to me sucked. What's funny is I agree, but I still. <laughs> uh, like everything was just forgettable and not good. Like even if things weren't terrible, they just like this the trios match. It wasn't bad, but it was completely forgettable. As soon as it was over, I couldn't tell you anything about it really uh, uh i don't even know what to rate this because like that opener fucking give that thing 100 that match was awesome but then the rest of it uh like a 20 all right now divide those by two and you got your score so divide 16. eight or divide 100 one, that'd be that'd be 50 yeah 60 yeah, it's 60 that. same as me told you that opener banger really did it <laughs> I also don't like when they start with the guys in the ring like they did for the opener. Yeah. Uh, if they said, hey, we're so say that's me and you, Omega, and they're like, hey, you can have your entrances, but it's part of your segment time where we can go straight to the match. I'd be like, yeah, we got a lot of shit. So let's go, let's go <laughs> straight to the match. Which is probably what happened here, but it's weird because they didn't like cut their entrances as in they didn't have them. They still did the full entrances. They showed them on Twitter before the show started. But it saves you TV time. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah if they told we, me we that, I'd be like, yeah. Like we could have. They cut did have the, twenty uh, minutes. They did have twenty minutes counting yeah. the commercials. We could have cut Adam Cole and Brian Anderson vignette, and we could have had the Darby and Sting thing just be a quick backstage thing, and we could have yes. got the entrances. Yeah. Yes, and it would have actually give, improved them a half sport. hour. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. and I, I guess I can't give the main event or the opening match a hundred because I didn't like the finish. So yeah, it gets a it gets a ninety. So then, so my score so is like a 55 overall. Okay. So, yeah, I, uh, like I said, I dig the hour long format, but they are going to have to start tweaking how they do some shit. I, I think it's going to be a problem, though, because f- for the most part, they have the rest of the year laid out of their touring schedule, and there's only like three or four instances where Rampage isn't going to be taped after Dynamite. Uh, yeah. that, that crowd is so fucking dead. Which I mean, again, shows how good that opener was because the crowd 
just completely got into it. Yeah. Uh, that's, but it, that's that match right there is if I I mean if I'm booking anything, I that was as good as almost every match on pay per view, but the cage match. Yeah, and I don't know how yeah. like up to this point they've done so terrible with Andrade. Like this, I I know Andrade posted. Why don't we get the good workers working more? Yeah. I agree. I think, I don't know. I think they try and save it for pay-per-view, but there's only four pay-per-views a year. So it's. Yeah. Like I bet you, I guarantee you we're going to see Adam Page wrestle Wednesday and then not again for to Arthur Ashe. You mean Adam Cole? Adam Cole, I meant, yeah. So two weeks in a row you're saying then? Oh, is yeah. It's it's very soon. Oh, he'll wrestle at Arthur Ashe. Then we won't see him again for a month. Probably. What are, like? Why are they wasting time at a big show with Art, the Arthur Ashe Stadium? It's gonna have just about twenty thousand people with a MJF versus Brian Pillman match. They think Brian <laughs> Pillman's a star. He's not. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to have. I don't know. I guess you don't. Or, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, you have to have matches that aren't amazingly good. But is that just gonna be irrelevant? Because they teased the little thing with him and Wardlow. Is that gonna be the spot where Wardlow finally turns? Mm, probably. That would be yeah. a good fucking crowd to do it in front of. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, but we're also going to probably get uh, Omega and Brian Danielson there. And we'll probably get... Uh, and the real main event of the night, Cody versus Malachi Black. Cody versus Malachi. That'll still be decent. Uh, I would love to see uh, Punk and uh, Adam Cole. I don't think we're going to get you're that. Gonna, we're not going to get it, but... You're going to take Punk and Hobbs and you're going to like it. Yeah. 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 Punk and Hook. Uh, figure we'll get Adam Cole and Jungle Boy. That's good too, but I'd still rather see Punk and Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. Like, I still, I still think if they do Omega versus uh, Brian Danielson as a single, I still think they'll do an eight-man tag with the Elite versus Jungle yeah. Boy and Christian and Luchasaurus and Frankie. Yeah, they definitely should. I mean, I, I like the idea of the Survivor Series match at the Arthur Ashe show. They hold could o- still do Survivor hold Series. Yeah, hold they, off on Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega for a little bit. But so they can still do that and still do a Survivor Series. You got the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and uh, Good Brothers. First Jurassic yeah. Express, Christian, Christian, Kazarian, and one more. Who's one more? Adam Page. That's your fancy. Or, or no, because he's Marco. They'll throw Marco I, in it. I, I just I don't know. I hope they hold off on Brian Danielson and Kenny for uh to win though, because you know I don't, yeah Hank I don't know back title picture. That's yeah. why I think they'll throw it in there as a one-off that's not a title match just to do it. I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy that it's so hard to book things because you have too much good talent. <laughs> There's who's, so many good dudes here, yeah. yeah. Who's over in, in Omega and Danielson non-title? Since it's a non-title match, I would do 30-minute time limit and do a draw. Yeah, that'd be good. Not Can you do that on a Dynamite that's also going to have a Survivor Series? Yeah. And Cody and Malachi and MJF and well, yeah, if you cut most of the backstage promos that don't really serve that much of a purpose and give everybody they won't do that. I know, but they <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just probably don't and do the, the survivor match. series match on this show. And a women's match, the Britt Baker and Ruby Soho. Yeah, I think That's you a just lot you, of main... I think you just hold off on any kind of like survivor series war game style thing until a little bit later on down the road. Because that yeah, you gotta give you got to give Danielson and Omega time. That War well, Games would need. See, okay, then I'm gonna tournament. I'm gonna rephrase what I said. Then I think you can still do the Survivor Series at Arthur Ashe. Just do it as a Rampage match because that's gonna be taped there. Oh, oh yeah, true. yeah, 
that would work. work. And it can be 30 minutes and get its time. And then you can still do the mocks or not mocks. Well, mocks has to do his thing too, Arthur Ashe. Yeah. Jesus. They got a tag match. Yeah. We got that. That's already loaded. So we definitely can't do the Survivor Series then. You have to on Dynamo on Rampage. But uh, so ours could just do the whole fucking episode of Rampage as the Survivor Series match is what I would do. This this week of AEW average out to fifties for almost all of us, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, did Jason have Rampage notes? Fifty. He did. He did not. Okay. But he gave it a fifty as well. So yeah, Jason was just fifties across the board, and that's pretty much what we all average to. So. I mean, it's been a pretty solid week for him. Yeah. They do true. tend to uh, do like cooldown shows after the pay per view. I've never understood it, but that's kind of been. Yeah. What they normally do. We get a lot of people just talking about the pay-per-view and generally that three or four new people debut at every pay-per-view. So you get a promo from all them. Yeah. And, uh, it seems like we will get, uh, Bray Wyatt soon. So, and Kevin Owens is up in January and Sami Zayn is before that. And, uh, we'll get Ric Flair soon. I assume. I I mean, you've got to, you've got to expand rampage. Like we gotta have more shows if you're gonna have all these guys. I don't know. The f- collecting talent is almost like they're gonna do a brand split, but I hope they don't because I hate brand splits. I do too. I hate brand splits. Yeah, I hope they stay one roster because I mean they got such a good roster. I want to see everyone. Like have a loop in your head which dudes show on which show, but don't like do two separate companies and shit. That stuff's lame. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate all that, dude. Imagine think about just these four people in any combination you want to do. Malachi Black. Andrade, Pac, and Adam Cole. Any combination of those four, I'm there for it. Yeah. So that's like all of NXT's heavyweight champions? Yeah. it's NXT <laughs> when NXT was good. No wonder Triple H's heart broke. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's what I said. I said NXT being taken from literally broke his heart. Dude, are you guys going to watch that live this week? I'm very interested to see how oh, the presentation changes. Until you said that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching it. I've never yeah. watched it before, so the presentation is weird, man. Like they, from what I said, from what I heard, is uh, the set is just a scaled down big screen, like the fucking main roster set now, too. Ugh. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's right not going to be good. Do they uh, go ahead and redo all the titles and put them on rainbow straps with the paint, the uh, paint splatter shit? One can hope. <laughs> the. the- <laughs> I hate it when titles become gimmicks because I want titles to look prestigious and you know a big deal. Well, and whenever you get don't have that on the main roster, at all. yeah, I don't like the spinner belts and I'm I'm okay with the different color straps. Not a huge deal to me, but I hate. Long, it. I, I mean, hate I don't it. like it. I I'm okay it. with women's titles having white straps and men's titles having black straps, and that's it. That's sexist. I used to love when the uh, IC title would have different. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, I always fucking love that. I liked it for Warrior. I hated it for Goldust. So you know, it's probably based on my like for the character, not the actual title or the human being. I assume. I, I like Holler in Life. All right, you f- boring fucks. Yeah. Nope. I like gray. <laughs> I like gray. A little bit of blue on occasion <laughs> when I'm feeling wild. <laughs> So, uh, all right, well, <laughs> this Jason-less podcast still went about the same time. So, Jason, if you made it this far, you contribute nothing. Wow. Ouch. So Jason, I, I don't 
those opinions are not shared by. Nope. I made those the official opinions. <laughs> of those are not my opinions. You cannot mm-hmm. officially make things official. You officially, I can't. So. Officially if he puts can. in the dis- if he puts in the description for this episode, I think it's official. So, I'm off to describe this episode. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>